نحمده وصلی علی رسول کریم اللہ تعالیٰ ڈیزائرس دا بیسٹ فور ہی سروینٹس ان دس لائف ایز ویل ایز ان دا نیکسٹ لائف ویمنس ناتھنگ فار یو بٹ دا بیسٹ ان آرڈر فار یو ٹو انجوائے دا بیسٹ دین ہی ایز place the best types of procedures and systems now it is left to us that we apply those systems and those procedures or we disregard them there is no compulsion nobody can come and force you and nobody can come and beat you up but he wishes the best for you obviously when the th- thing is done according to system according to the right procedure then it seems right it is an honorable act it is liked both by people and by allah subhanahu wa taala but if the procedures are neglected then the same very action becomes the worst thing becomes the most dis- deplorable thing اقرب ما يكون والعبد وهو ساجد you are closest to allah taala in the state of sajda there is an posture that you can reach the proximity to allah taala as you would reach the proximity of allah taala in the posture of sajda now that sajda is done at the right time in the right place in the right way then this is an, the most honorable of things you are closest to allah taala and people will talk about it if the person had to pass away in the state of sajda for years people will talk about it this person here in salah in the posture of sajda his soul had departed so it's an honor it's a respectable thing it's a thing that people will talk about and allah pak loves as well But that same sajda, if it's done not in the right, right place, so if it's done, sajda is done for a person, it's done for an idol, it's done to a grave, now that becomes the most deplorable of actions, an unforgivable sin. Just now, that same action was the best. You couldn't see an action and a worship that was as great as that. Now, not doing it in the right time, the right place, this becomes the worst of actions. Unforgivable, unpardonable sin. So, the gist and the essence of deen is, do it right, do it in the way that will conform with the teachings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and His Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. If it's done in that way, it's the best. Minus that way, it becomes the worst. person going through the procedure of nikah doing it the right way no premarital relationship no courting no mating no dating right and no fiance so he did it the right way there was no talk there was no dating etc and then he's entered into the nikah then faqad istakmala nisf al iman half of his faith is complete just 
for doing this nikah in the right way, the nikah done in the right way completes half of your iman. But if the same thing is done in the wrong way, it becomes the worst of things. This mating going on, this dating going on, this courting going on, this premarital thing going on, there's a fiancé relationship. Now this becomes the most deplorable thing, most indecent behavior worthy of the curse of Allah Ta'ala. In fact, the hadith says that يَخْرُجُ مِنْهُ الْإِمَانِ Iman also departs from that person. Just now, you had completed half the Iman when you did it the right way. And minus the right way, the Iman also departed from you. But you see the way, the procedure, how important it is. So in getting this completion and perfection, then two things are required. In fact, let us say four things for our ease and purposes. In principle is two, but for our ease and purposes, let's say four. The first thing that is required in getting things right is consulting and finding out, not doing things on impulse or because of a tradition, no finding out exactly what it is and how should I be doing it. So that's the first requirement that we find out, we consult and we verify our facts. The second thing that is required to get things right <clears throat> is to get the essence of the worship. It's an ibadat, but get the essence, get the right flavor, right? The right flavor and the right Flavor, the right essence, picks up the value. But if it's diluted with the wrong flavor, then the value just falls. It's no value. The texture was right. The flavor was right. The mixture was right. It became the most expensive of ice cream. Now, that thing is going for one liter for 500 rands. Why? The right texture, the right procedure, the right flavor, everything was right. So that one tub is now 500 rands. But wrong procedure, use the milk, but the procedures were wrong. You diluted it with the wrong things, right? You put some number two inside and made the thing. Now nobody's prepared to purchase the thing. Why? The flavor was wrong. It was contaminated, the flavor was wrong, now nobody's prepared to accept it, right? So on the one end, when the procedure was right, it was mixed correctly, you pay such a big price, and... On the other end, if it's contaminated, mixed with the wrong things, the flavor is wrong, then the whole price, the whole value just drops. So the one is we find out. Number two, we find out what is the right flavor. Islam also has a flavor. There is an essence in Islam, and that has to be captured, not just being content with the structure, rather seeing all right, what is the spirit, what is the flavor. So we have to learn this. Just an example. Sometimes marriages work out and sometimes, unfortunately, they don't work out. So one Mulana, quite respectable, quite prominent, and he was getting uphill from his wife. Serious, being rude, aggressive, impolite, doing everything. It became unbearable some of his friends from this divorced woman here, get something, she's not the only girl in the world, and you have got no children, nothing to lose, so just separate her, get into a new marriage. So they kept on, 
harassing the Mulana, you must get married again, this thing is not the right thing for you. And she's making a hell of her life, so it is not the suitable thing for you. So after they had said whatever they had said, then Mulana says, see, I thought about it, I gave it a serious thought. Now see, an Islamic perspective, the Islamic flavor. To divorce wasn't wrong. But now get the right spirit, get the right flavor, so you will get the maximum reward. The recompense will be the best. If you're going to do it, you will not say you have committed a guna. But you haven't acquired the right spirit, the right flavor, in order for you to be deserving the right reward. So he says, you see, I thought about it, I gave it a thought. I thought to myself that if I'm going to divorce her, there can be one of two situations. One is she remarries, and the other is she can't marry. If she remarries, then the difficulty that I am going through, the harassment, will be shifted to the new husband. Right? And the other problem is she can't get married then, then she'll be suffering and she'll be feeling agonized. So on the one end, I'll be shifting this problem to the next person. And if I leave her and she doesn't get married for the second time, then she's going to go to so much of mental stress, pain, embarrassment, disgrace, etc. So I thought to myself, why should I not take all the difficulty onto myself and free my Muslim brothers from the agony, from the pain, free her from all the stress and the disgrace? I will take it onto myself. I will free her and relieve her from all the disgrace, the humiliation and the stress of not being married. I will take it upon myself. Now, you will say that this person, he's acquired and he's captured the real flavor, the true color, the essence of Islam. You will not say that that person did the wrong thing, who divorced and separated. But really, if you're asking who's captured the, the true essence, this is the person who's captured. So this essence generally is forgotten this day. The flavor is forgotten. The essence is forgotten. And as I say, when that is forgotten, that you don't find, you don't fetch a price. It's an ice cream, but it's spoiled. You don't fetch a price. It's turned to yogurt, for example. Now, you're not going to fetch a price. So, it has to be original. The flavor and the dilution must be right for that thing to fetch the right type of a price. One non-Arab wanted to marry an Arab. So he asked an Arab to make a recommendation, go to this house here and make a recommendation. All right, very good. So he came with a little bit of, he came out of the house with a little bit of delay. It was just a matter of putting a proposal, but it took him about half an hour for him to come out. And now when he came out, he's very much embarrassed and you can see the stress on his face. So he's asked him, what happened? He said, I'm too embarrassed. But what happened? Tell me exactly what's the story. So he says, well, I, I took your proposal, I put it across. They said, see, they're not interested in you at all. Sometimes the language, etc., uh, not just a class difference, but you're looking at compatibility, understanding, etc., etc., to get the greater compatibility, they may prefer one person against the other. So because he's not an Arab, he won't be compatible with our ways and traditions, so perhaps it may not work out. But if you send a proposal, we are prepared for it. 
Now, I was also wanting to marry. It was wrong for me to say I'm not interested. For me to say that I'm not interested was wrong. Right. So, we just concluded the nikah, made the proposal, the nikah was done, and now I have come out. So now this brother that asked that his proposal must be sent across, he says, really, I am embarrassed, you shouldn't be embarrassed. Now look, the one that has captured the right spirit, what will be the frame of his mind? And if he hasn't captured the right spirit, he says, yeah, you came and stabbed me behind my back. Can you see the world of difference? This is what he would have said. He said, you see, why I am feeling hurt, the person that is sending the proposal, he says, why I am feeling hurt is, this girl was meant for you. It was in your takdeer. It was meant for you. And had I asked, had I begged Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala enough, then my mind wouldn't have shifted to this girl because she was meant for you. But I didn't beg Allah ta'ala enough and as a result now, my mind shifted to her. Whereas she was meant for you. Now why did I beg Allah ta'ala enough that my, my Allah ta'ala would have guided me to the right type of person that was meant for me. So I am feeling embarrassed that what was meant for you, I went and made a proposal for that. You see now the right thinking, that flavor. He's captured the flavor of deen. His behavior will be different, his outlook will be different. He'll seem normal, but his whole outlook will be absolutely different. We heard about the looting recently, right? So one person, someone came and complained to him, you know, all the shops in that line, all have been looted and all have been burned down. The next person came and said, you know what, all have been looted and burned down except your shop. So, in the heat of the moment, he said, Alhamdulillah, MashaAllah. But after that, from that day till now, he's making istighfar. He's making tawbah. Look at the right frame of mind, the right spirit, the light flavor. He says, see, I am celebrating because of my security. And I said, Alhamdulillah. That means I've got no regards for my Muslim brothers who were looted, whose shops were burned down. That, that's what it amounts to. So he started making istighfar from that day till now. See this right spirit. It looks like a small thing, but really this is the thing that escalates the reward. You want the reward to be escalated. You want it to be picked up by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then bring up the quality. As you bring up the quality, to the extent that you bring up the quality is the reward. And if it's just a motion that you're going through, a traditional that you're going through, then you may get rewarded just for going through the tradition or through the motions, but really you won't get the right sawab, the right merit, the right recompense, the highest sawab you're not going to get. What you've got to fetch a million rand, now perhaps you'll fetch just a 1,000 rand. Why? Because you didn't understand that that required a certain quality, it needed a certain finish, it needed a certain type of a flavor, and you just disregarded it. You went through the motions, but you forgot about capturing the flavor. As a result, this is the, this is the consequence. So the second requirement is, one is to consult, the second is to see the flavor, the third requirement is to implore Allah Ta'ala's help. Most important is consulting. Third in line is making dua. Right? Now, see, when our thinking is not right, then what is supposed to be done first will be done last. What is supposed to be done at the end will be done at the beginning. 
most marriages, uh, uh, the girl will say or the boy will say, you know, I made istikhara. And the istikhara is positive or negative. But my parents are not happy about the whole thing. So I said, that was the first point. The first point was for you to consult your parents. Right? They have seen life. They have understood. They have understood. They have got the experience. They have got the equipment to find out and that this person that you are proposing for is got the right temperament, compatible to our family. Uh, can he link up? Can he mix up? Or he can't mix up. Now, you didn't do all this straight away. You want, want to dua. Whereas the first step was consult, find out. And who you will find out from? You will find out from your elders, your family, your parents, those that know you very well. They've got uh, some type of capacity, some type of strength. Also, they have the understanding how to verify and understand the person that you are interested in. But you bypassed all that, you went straight on to dua, and you forgot the consultation. Now you got regrets. See, now why, why this happened? So that's the third requirement in this whole, in this whole bargaining, right? And the fourth requirement is some type of a charitable work, right? So these are the four points that you need to keep in mind. When you want to get something right, you want the maximum acceptance, you want that the reward to be escalated, these are four requirements. So now let's see the first point, and that is consultation, finding out, right? Now, consultation is not just a simple, straightforward thing. Who should you be consulting with? That's the primary thing. Who should you be consulting with? So there's a lot of hadith that speaks about the importance of consulting, not doing things impulsive, not doing things without the sequence, not doing things just, uh, you know, just randomly. No. You're doing things in sequence, understanding that I need to consult. All right? I'm interested in this person. I saw this person here. But must, what's the procedure? What should I be doing? Now, namaz also got a procedure. Every act of deen has got a procedure. Performing namaz, but there's no procedure. Doing it at zawal time. You say you're doing something haram. Aren't you saying that? You're doing namaz, but you're doing the namaz without wuzu. You say you're doing something haram. Your namaz is invalid. Though you're doing it with a lot of spirit, with a lot of... Uh, ikhlas and sincerity, but you have disregarded the order and therefore this is the consequence. So go and find out first how to do the namaz in order for the namaz to fetch the value and to gain the acceptance. So now the question is who do you refer to? As <coughs> Ali radiallahu had asked Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi sallam, Ya Rasulullah, we come across a situation for which we don't find a precedence in your teaching. We don't find any precedence in the Quran Sharif. What are we required to do? To do in order to do anything, we refer to the Quran, we refer to the Hadith. After we have got some guidance and direction, then we take the step. But now there's a situation that is within the parameters of permissibility, but we don't find a precedent in the Quran nor we do find a precedent in the hadith. Now what are we supposed to be doing in that situation? So, we learn two, three things here. One is that mashwara and consultation is done in those things that are permissible, not in those things that are compulsory, faras, sunnat and mustahab. 
Because those things that are faras, compulsory and sunnah, they've already been sanctioned by Rasulullah Pak and encouraged. When he's been encouraged, so we don't need to take the permission of the father to perform namaz. We don't need to take the permission of the boss to perform namaz. We don't need to take permission from the boss to do your zakat now. That's a directive from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You can't subject Allah's law to your parents or to your boss. It's a command of Allah ta'ala, we'll do it. Whoever says whatever, but it is a directive, it is a command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Do your namaz and do it on time. So we'll do it. We'll not subject ourselves to the father, to the boss, or to any other person thereafter. It is namaz time, I must do my namaz. Irrespective of its being a time of examination, a final exam, a half yearly exam, whatever. But this is a command of Allah Ta'ala. It must overtake everything else. Everything else may be forgotten. It's a command of Allah Ta'ala. That must get the priority in my life. I can't give it a second, a second place. So, this is the first thing that we learn. That when it is a thing that is faraz, sunnat, mustab, etc., then it's not subject to any person's mashwara. Then I have to do it. Yes, it is a thing about permissibility. It's a permissible thing, but how should I do it? Right? It's permissible. Uh, for example, I need to go for hajj. Must I take the first flight or the second flight? Must I, must I go with Ethiopian Airlines or Qatar Airlines? So both are permissible. This is permissible, that is permissible. You will not say that it is sunnah to go with Ethiopian Airlines and not sunnah to go with the Qatar Airlines. Both are permissible. This is permissible, that is permissible. It's just a question of preference. Who you think, it, will it be better for me to fly with? So in permissible things, yes, we should consult. So we consult, who, will, who do we consult with? So Ali radiallahu anhu is asking Rasulullah who do we consult with? So Rasulullah shows him two classes of people. One is al-abidin. Those that have devoted themselves to the worship of Allah Ta'ala. In other words, when they have devoted themselves to ibadat, then their hearts are clean. They are sincere about what they are going to tell you. They are going to be very clear and very sincere. They don't have any type of a personal agenda in this. Some days back, <clears throat> was a small get-together, and there was a person that was not feeling too well. So, one brother, he's insisting, you know, you must make a sadaqah of a bull. So he said it for the first time, he said it for the second time, oh, you must make a sadaqah, distribute all the, all the meat to the poor, third time, fourth time. By the fifth time, they suspected the person who's giving this advice. Because he's got uh, a livestock farm selling cows. And he's insisting that I do this thing and buy this thing and do the sadaqah. So he's got a personal interest in this. When he's got a personal interest, then he's not being, he's not being honest enough. When he's not being honest enough, there's a conflict of interest in sadaqah and a personal gain. So that is not the type of person that you will refer to. He mustn't have any type of a personal interest in this thing. He must say it to you, he must tell it to you, but say it without any agendas, no agenda whatsoever, only for the sake of Allah Ta'ala, and trusting Allah Ta'ala, I feel this is the better line for you too. So one is, he mustn't have a personal interest. Number two, 
some of the tafsir under this verse of shura or shawirum fil amr and the matters are concluded with mutual consultation so you see that four types of people you need to be careful about one is you don't consult women in more important affairs umar says shawiruhunna wa khalifuhunna you can consult them but you don't have to agree with them فَإِنَّ فِي مُخَالَفَتِهِنَّ الْخَيْرُ وَالْبَرَكَةِ Going against women, there's a lot of khair, there's a lot of good and barakat. Now it's a segregation. What would people talk about nowadays? You're making such a big shift. No equality, gender equality. Right? Allah has given them a position, keep them in the position. Given, given a man a position, man has to be given that position. You have given, got a position, you remain in your position. And he will keep his position. Not that we don't consult them at all. We'll consult them, but we don't have to go with what they say. Why? Because there is a weakness in their resolve. Their emotional selves, they've got a weakness. Intelligence, they're a little bit weaker than man. So they will not be able to see things in full perspective. When you're giving it to a man, he can see it, and he can see it in full perspective. He can see it better than a woman can see it. So you don't... Number two... What time was stopped? Twenty-two. Number two, it must also be a person that is not hasud and hakud. He mustn't be jealous over you. He must wish well for you. He mustn't be jealous over you. If you are, he's consulting you, right? Uh, I need to send a proposal here, or I need to open up a business here. But he is jealous, and he tells you, no, no. Don't take that business, right? And the quiet, he goes for that business. I ask you, is he being honest? Not being honest. So he's jealous and he's not giving you the right type of directive. Al-mustasharu mu'tamanun manistushira fal yushir bima huwa sani'un li nafsi. That person that is being consulted, he is your confidant. When he's your confidant, then he must give you mashwara in all honesty. He must tell you what is best for you. Even though it is working against you. Even though it is working against you, but in all honesty, he must give you that mashwara. Alamgir Aurangzeb Rahmatullahi, he was the only Mughal king that ruled of India for approximately 50 years or more. So he is fighting, he is locked up in battle, and his opponent complains to his mother that we have been depleted, all our stocks are depleted, and the army walks on his stomach. So they can't carry on, there's no food provisions. And we're running short of arms, what do we do? So the mother says, refer to Alamgir Rahmatullahi, Ma, are you not senile? He is my opposition, and you're asking me to refer to him. He said, yes, I'm asking you to, to refer to him, because he's a godly man. When he's a godly man, he is duty-bound to tell you that which is best for you. He's duty-bound. So he will definitely advise you something that is going to be better for you. So he signaled that we need some moments of, you know, stop the war for, for a day or two days. We want to get into some discussion. So he asked Alamgir, Rahmatullahi, this is the situation, what should we be doing? Amgir says, no problem, you asked for a ceasefire for 10 years. 
In the 10 years, you can prepare yourself, whatever you require, stock yourself up well, and then we can engage in fight after 10 years. You see, for yusir nafsi, Islam is not to strike points. We think you strike points, get the better over the person. It is for you to show the true color of Islam. Salahuddin Ayyubi Rahmatullahi, when he had taken the Baytul Muqaddas, <coughs> so someone suggested to him, you know, you're being very relaxed. You're very generous and you are very, being very relaxed people. I, we feel that you should be hard towards them. And this generosity, if you want to be so generous, then how is the state going to run? So you need to see that the state, the Baytul Mal is filled up. So that all the departments can run well. So his answer was, Anna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam lam yub'ath jabiyan. Rasulullah wasn't sent as a tax collector. He was sent rahmatan lil alameen, as a mercy to, to show the generosity to people not to accumulate the wealth. Now we think, no, no, uh, our goal is to accumulate. You got billion, I must get ten. You got ten, I must get hundred. That fluctuates our moods. It's gone up, then our moods gone up. And that drops, then our moods drop. That's not supposed to be the yardstick. So that person that you're consulting, he mustn't be jealous. He mustn't have any type of a malicious feeling. No, this person, I need to put him in his place. So when you're consulting, then I'm not giving you the right advice. Why? Because I'm malicious. Because of my malice, I want to put you down. So that's not the person to be consulting with. The fourth requirement is, that the one that you're consulting with, he mustn't be physically or mentally occupied. Now the man, that man that is physically occupied or mentally occupied, and you're consulting with him, so his mind won't be there. He can't be with you all the time. He's physically occupied with something else, mentally he's occupied with something, he's stressed out, so he can't give you his best attention. So these are the four requirements for consultation, that consultation should go well. Therefore the hadith says, if you're going through that consultation in this manner, then Allah Ta'ala will definitely guide you towards that that is better for you. You will be given guidance, you will be given an understanding to that which is best for you. Allah Ta'ala grant us tofi.